There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Welcome to the newest episode of Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. I'm your host, Jason Fraley, picking the brains of the top filmmakers, musicians, and artists of our time. It's election day in America, and if you need some laughs, comedian Paula Poundstone is bringing some post-election humor to the Birchmere in Alexandria, Virginia this Friday and Saturday. I spoke to the comedian about the state of American politics, especially in the aftermath of the January 6th insurrection. Yeah, how are you, Jason? Good. Hey, Paula Poundstone. Thanks for joining us again on T.O.P. I feel like this probably, I don't know, like the at least the fourth time we've talked. I'm usually around election time. It's a habit. It's it's become a habit. It's something I can't help anymore. It's a hard habit to break. But you know what? You know what? I like having you on around these times. A, I know it sort of just coincides with you coming to the Birchmere. I don't know if they, they schedule it that way or not. But you know what? I like it because you can talk to politics, and but, all, but also, you know, give us a little levity afterwards. We've seen so many political ads and we're all, you know, up, up to here with it. And then you always come into town and help us have a release. Do you sort of view it that way? Uh, you know what? I view my trip to uh, the Birchmere as one of the most healing experiences of, uh, all year. Uh, you know, I remember it was the first place I played uh, after Trump was elected. Yeah. And uh, and the and the laughter was like explosive and 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 healing in, in the room. I mean, we were all wrung out, but um, it was so good to be with people and be able to laugh about it for a little while. Before we, you know, before we had other stuff we had to do. And by the way, think back to what a, uh, you know, uh, comparatively innocent time that was. <laughs> That's crazy to say, but yeah, you're right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we didn't have the, you know, we had no idea what we were in for. I mean, honestly, after my first night of, of you know, of laughing about it all, I, I really did feel like, okay, well, you know, maybe let's, you know, let him try. Yeah. And then it, it fell apart pretty quickly. It went up in flames pretty quickly. Uh, to this day, it doesn't make sense to me. Uh, electing Trump uh, was to Americans what beaching themselves is to whales. It doesn't make sense. I don't understand how anybody thinks it's going to help. But, um, oh, my gosh. And now, um, if we're looking for a silver lining here, a lot of Americans, myself included, may have a class action suit on our hands for the damage done to our digestive systems by Donald Trump specifically. <laughs> I don't know about you, but he has absolutely ruined my digestive system. It's uh, it's a shambles. It can barely be used anymore. It's a very stressful time. Yeah, and to and to your point, when you were here playing after, you know, just after the 2016 election, I think you played Birchmere just a couple of days after. But even we then, did, yeah. even then, we we could not have ever imagined. Uh, you know, uh, invading the Capitol January 6th, all these right. hearings, uh, raiding Mar-a-Lago yeah. for stolen documents. It just seems like the hits keep coming. Yeah. No, it's no, it was beyond certainly my imagination. I, I, I mean, 
everything, but I suppose especially January 6th. Although, you know, the most recent um, hearing, uh, it seems like the theme of it was giving context and backup to the idea that it wasn't spontaneous. Well, I knew it wasn't spontaneous. I knew when I watched it on January 6th that it wasn't spontaneous. However, having said that, there may be some people who had gone thinking they were going to see a speech or speeches right. and then got swept up. I think that's a possibility. And I, in fact, I take it a step further. I have a theory because I've listened to an excellent podcast called The Sounds of Hate, which is about the white supremacist group. Uh, and it is made by the Southern Poverty Law Center. And one of the things the FBI got telephone tapes of some of the recruitment calls from this uh, organization. And when you listen to the recruitment calls, one of the things you realize is that the, like, the recruiter asked one of the guys, well, why do you want to join our group? And the man actually said, I don't feel like I have anyone to talk to. Mm. So there's a certain element here of disenfranchised, lonely people that perhaps could find another way to satisfy that, <laughs> that itch. But anyways, this all leads me to my, my new theory about how some people might have gotten involved. It may well be that it was more like a Wizard of Oz thing. Like there was a guy, and he was on his way, and he sees somebody on the side of the road, and he says, hey, fellow, what's the matter with you? And the guy says, well, it's so lonely, I don't have anybody to talk to. And he says, hey, I'm going to overturn the government. I'm going to attack the Capitol. Come with me. And off they go, right? And then they come to somebody else. Hey, what's the matter with you? And the person says, Well, I would really like to poke someone with a flagpole. And they say, Hey, we're going to the Capitol, come with us. And they find somebody else and say, What's the matter with you? And they say, Well, I collect podiums. And they say, Hey, you're perfect, come with us. And then they find somebody else and they look uncomfortable and they say, What's the matter with you? And they say, I have to poop. <laughs> it's just a theory. That may not be how it happened, but I think that's part of it. Yeah, I mean, you you probably could do a whole routine just on that event alone. You know, the the guy with the the what the little horned helmet and the face paint and all. I mean, oh, it, it, right. it writes no, itself. It writes itself. It, it, who, by the way, later in court said he didn't want to be the shaman anymore. Yeah, maybe before you painted your face, would have been a good time to reflect. Yeah. What what I try to remind people that, you know, because if people are like, oh, well, it was just one day and they got out of hand. And, and, and no, what I try to remind them is like the real danger and, you know, to the democracy and everything is, you know, the however three months or whatever building up to that, you know, refusing to accept the results of the election and convincing the rest yeah. of the half, half of the almost half of the country, that, you know, hashtag stop the steal like that. That is the real danger or trying to get fake electors in there. Like that's the behind the scenes danger that, yes, it exploded on January 6th, but that was just sort of like the big the final climax right yeah yeah you know it was a, it was a season finale season finale yeah yeah all right well we talked a lot of the the seriousness of of the last couple of years for sure but um are you i assume i mean is any of this going to make it into the the routine at the birch mirror like do you talk about i don't know did, are, are there gas prices or inflation bits or war in ukraine bits you know what i mean like how, how do you even craft that uh i talk about uh i talk about Current events, I uh, I do not have at this time any war in Ukraine jokes. Um, although I have been making a uh, campaign on Twitter, uh, who just the other day was it? Michael McFall, I think it was, said on Twitter that um, you know he was open to any a, anybody that could talk to Putin, and I have nominated myself for that position. 
I feel I could talk to him. You think um, you could talk but, to some uh, sense into Vladimir Putin? You think Paula Poundstone is the answer? I do. Yeah, I think I could break through some of the psychological challenges there. And, and that, honestly, sadly, is a lot of what the problem is. <clears throat> you know, we're all, we're all subject to the whims of, our, uh, of the mental health issues of, of leadership in, in any place, you know, which is why I think a nice walk in the woods and drinking some water with Vladimir Putin, maybe singing some songs, because all these things are helpful with, uh, with mental health. Just, you know, I don't know, if, I don't know if I'll be the one, but I'm hoping. <laughs> you know, Dennis Rodman can go to uh, North Korea and Paula Poundstone. You're the answer in Russia. Yeah, you, that's what I think. Do you have any material? Uh, do, do you go into the Mar-a-Lago raid at all? Or is that, I mean, it, I feel like so much keeps happening. I don't know if that's like old news or not at this point, but I feel Obviously, like it's, it's very hard, significant enough. Very hard to keep up with. Yeah, uh, very hard to keep up with. No, I don't. See, I try to talk about the positive things that have happened. Uh, and one of those, by the way, is that technically, um, because when Biden um, got his colonoscopy, they swore in, I believe he swore in, Kamala Harris for the time that he was out for the procedure. Right. Uh, which means technically we have been alive, you know, for the first woman president. <laughs> uh, which I think is, uh, you know, good good news in a, in a in a you know in a way where you're looking for any good news you can find. I think it's good news. Um, and 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 by the way, did Trump, Trump ever did that? Right? He didn't. I don't think he even had a colonoscopy. I, I don't think he had to. They just asked Pence what he saw while he was up there. Uh, so that probably covered that territory. <laughs> He's not a guy who can read a room. That's for sure. Okay, the fact that he doesn't already gather that. Okay, no Democrat in their right mind would ever support Mike Pence. And the idea that he thinks that he might be able to pull away some Trump supporters when they were trying to hang him, it just suggests to me. Like I feel like when I'm at a party, I'm not very good, you know, socially. And I and I feel like maybe Pence has the same problem. Just can't read the signals. That's because that's pretty, that's a blind spot right there. So if, if it's not going to be Pence, in your opinion, then we think it's what, Trump versus DeSantis? They're already starting to, to bicker with each other this week. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think it probably will be that. Um, although, you know, I I live in hope that, that Trump will be indicted. And uh, I know that somehow there's a thing where you can still run for office when you're in jail. Really? But you know, there's some nutters that would still vote for him that somehow they would be more empowered because he was in jail because that made him somehow a folk hero or something. I, I don't know. I think, you know, when we get together and we talk about it, it's amazing. And that's one of the great things, by the way, about my job is, I mean, I don't play to thousands and thousands, but I play to hundreds. And within the hundreds, sometimes you say like, oh, I'm feeling this way or I'm having this struggle or this is the way my thoughts are going. And one of the things about about those things is is part of, I think, what creates a lot of mental health struggles for all of us is this feeling like you're the only one. Like there's something weird about the way you're thinking right. or the way you're feeling. And what's great about my job is that I put out, I mean, I'm pretty brutally honest about what I think. And uh, so I put out what I'm thinking and how I'm feeling. 
And a lot of times I get what I call the recognition laugh where people go, oh, my God, me too. And, and, and right away, it, it, it lowers, it reduces the struggle, I think, for all of us because we go, oh, oh, that's a human reaction. Oh, okay. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't mean that things we struggle with are, are not challenging. But it just does feel better to know you're not the only one and it's a perfectly normal reaction to the things that we're going through. Yeah. It feels like, ah, oh, we're going through this together. All right. It's just to hear someone else say it. Yeah. Well, what if. Yeah. Uh, especially what if there... like with COVID and stuff. Oh, yeah. What if there's some people that don't align with you politically? <laughs> why, why should they still come to the Birchmere? <laughs> I, I can't speak for them. Although I will say this. I have worked. I mean, I've kind of gone. I, I've kind of shifted my view on some of this. Um, I feel like to not say anything or to pretend that it's all okay is a complicity that I can't live with any longer. Right. Um, I, you know, there was a time where I think I was a little bit more careful, where I didn't want to, you know, it's not like I want to offend anybody. That's not my goal by any stretch. But where I just felt like I, I you know, want to be more careful. And then as the sort of vitriol and the bad behavior that became acceptable to these voters continued and grew. I felt like, okay, all right, well, then I need to say that that's not okay with me at all. Um, and that I don't, and there's no way I make peace with that. You know, um, having said that, I got booked five years ago, maybe, maybe five and a half years ago, at the villages in Florida. It is a retirement community, a huge retirement community. Probably when I describe it, you'll realize you've heard about it before because they became sort of infamous. I mean, it's been there a long time, but they became sort of infamous within the last, uh, you know, several years for their Trump golf cart parades. It's not that there's no Democrats that live there. That just doesn't make sense. But the, the right wingers are certainly more verbal, louder. They're louder. They attract a lot of attention to themselves. I had never heard of the place myself. I didn't even know I was going there. I thought I was going to Orlando, and I got booked in there. They have their own theater. It's a huge, uh, it's a huge property. And when I when I was told, and it, in fact, it was a guy on a radio station who said to me, he said, Paula, why are you going there? And I, I said, I don't know what you're talking about. And he explained, and I went, oh, my gosh. And at that point, I only had a day or two before I was supposed to perform there. Yeah, you're so booked. Like you I can't change, change at that point, yeah. Right. So when he, when he explained what the place was to me, it, I, I just laughed because what else can you do? And I said, well, I guess I have my work cut out for me. And so I went and I got on stage and I told the crowd that story. I told them that I had no idea about this place and that I thought I was going to Orlando <laughs> and that the radio station guy told me about. They thought that was the funniest thing they ever heard. They were delighted by that story. And I said to the crowd, I said, then I guess what we have to do is spend the night finding the stuff that we have in common to laugh about. And that's what we did. Well done. And See, yeah, great. you, yeah, it you was, wove it in. It was really fun. Yeah. It, it, it was, I, in fact, I went back five years later uh, and uh, had a great time. And I imagine I'll go back again. So we do, I mean, it's easy to forget that we do have stuff in common, um, you know, sometimes uh, in the in the heat of things, it is easy to forget that we still have lots in common. But these sticking points are real, and I will not remain silent. 
while my democracy is taken away, while, while our democracy is taken away. And I finally had to sort of make that decision in my head. Yeah. And, and to your point of kind of what you were saying, I would like to think that most people are good deep down, but I just feel like they get sort of brainwashed by the cable news networks and, you know, preys on their fears and, and social media and, and et cetera so much that I feel people get just whipped up into a frenzy and start behaving in these crazy ways that if you really sat down like you did with those people in Florida, you probably could talk things out if you really tried, but I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm I mean, I don't optimistic. think we were going to be able to, you know, we, I didn't, you know, we didn't talk about like, you know, I didn't have like a big political discussion with them, but I, I believe that, you know, this is a cult where you just repeat something that is not true and you repeat it over and over and over again. Some of these people are listening to this stuff 24 hours a day, you know, about, you know, it's the white people that are being prejudices against now. Like, really? <laughs> and it's Kanye what? West saying that. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And so, so anyway, so I, I do believe there are nefarious forces here that are, uh, there is a loud beep in my ear. Do you know what it's from? No, I am not hearing it. What it. But tell us what it's from. <laughs> I don't know. It's a really, it's coming from my phone. Um, But all right, it's stopped. Are you in a I car know, backing I, up I right now? Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, you know, ah. Uh, I have a car that is so complicated that it does make a noise just before you crash into something from behind. It took me the longest time to figure out what that was. <laughs> I'd be looking at the panel trying to figure out where the hell the beep was coming from. And the next thing I know, I heard a crash behind. So, yeah, I don't know. It, can go, it cuts both ways. I wonder how many crashes it caused. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, well, well they'll, they'll do studies. Well, we appreciate you, you joining us. And... uh Hopefully everyone comes check you out at the Birchmere and has a little post-election um, catharsis here. So Yeah, that's what I'm hoping for, too. It's always a fun night anyway. Well, Paula Poundstone, thanks so much. Uh, and everyone check out our previous combos in, in our archives because you hear your entire you know stand-up comedy journey, Robin Williams, the whole thing. And the, the Tonight Show stuff with the politics, there, there's so much we didn't get to in this one, but we invite everyone to go check out those archives. But hey, Paula Poundstone, thanks so much. Thank you. Take care. Thanks so much for listening to Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. Our theme music is Scott Buckley's Clarion. Remember to give us a five-star rating if you like what you hear. We'll see you next time. Explain your DNA on, on 10 cases, man. You're inside the police interrogation room with the alleged Potomac River rapist. I'm not guilty on any of this stuff. So calm, so reasonable. Could this be the man who terrorized women for nine years before murdering a brilliant scientist two decades ago? Experience one of the most fascinating true crime podcasts available. Join crime reporter Paul Wagner for Unknown Subject, season three of WTOP's American Nightmare series. Search American Nightmare Podcast on all podcast platforms. I wanted to take a second to tell you about an app I really enjoy. 
Living in the D.C. area is great, and Podcast D.C. gathers all of the local shows that I like all in one local app. Health, sports, local news, politics, and so much more. Podcast D.C. is the new local app with hundreds of D.C. area podcasts to choose from. I can earn exciting rewards just for listening and share the podcasts I love instantly. Available in the App Store or in Google Play, listen local with Podcast D.C.